The CFOs that get it, get it. The CFOs that don't, don't. Let's talk about the CFO, the Chief Financial Officer. There are two kinds of CFOs. One who's struggling to keep up, spreadsheets everywhere, manual processes. It takes weeks to close the books. The other kind is on top of their game. Automated reports, inventory, commerce, and HR flow into the financial model seamlessly. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. That's why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system used by over 28,000 growing businesses. 93% of businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com slash c-suite for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer. That's netsuite.com slash c-suite. netsuite.com slash c-suite. This is Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. Insights to give your business the inside track. And now, here's your host, Joel Block. Imagine being able to produce the perfect amount of product so there's no waste, no excess production, no errors, tiny inventory, capital cost savings. That is production on demand. Do you ever wonder, could production on demand be for you? To answer that question, Ronan Luzon. Ronan, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. This this is a uh, this is an amazing uh, concept, uh, you know that that uh, that you're describing to me, and and I want to share this with with all of the senior executives who listen to our show. You know, as as I think about this, you know, you're talking about. Uh, you know the what what I would think of as print on demand for books. I mean, Amazon's doing a great job with print on demand. There's no inventory. I buy if I want 104 of them. I they they build them on the spot. What else can be done? Uh, produce on demand. Today, the fashion industry is moving into produce on demand. Uh, factories, machinery, uh, printers that prints on on garment. Uh, based on what uh, style you want and uh, immediately when, when you order it. The missing part in all this, uh, is, in this chain is the consumer side, where you need to understand who is your consumer, what sizes is. Ours as a consumers are different. Are different. We have different body shape. We have different uh, length of arms. Um, and then it, it drives our confidence up or so down, up or down. Um, to bring this consumer uh, aside to the equation and make this on-demand uh, garment on-demand works, we need to give solutions, a digital, digital solution for the end consumer so he can measure himself. He can build his profile, his body profile, using an easy onboarding tools like his mobile phone to measure himself and create an accurate body measurement profile um, and upload it to the uh, retailer website. And doing that, the retailer can have an illustrated uh, garment, how the garment sits on him exactly. So the confident level of the consumers can go as high as possible so he can add it to the cart and order it on demand so his retailer uh, can actually produce it on demand. And All right. So, so first, first, uh, just for clarification, this applies to men and women, not just men, right? Because you're talking about absolutely. Okay, men, so just using that in the generic sense, uh, men. That's right. All right. So, 
Um, and when you talk about retailer, it seems like you're really talking about the manufacturer, the person that actually makes the clothes. Because is there even going to be a need for a manu- for a middle company, a retailer like a department store, if all this stuff becomes produced on demand, then nobody's going to have inventory. So there's, you know, is that is that correct? Um, well, half. Why why only on, only partial? Because at the end, you need the designers, right? The designer design your items. They don't necessarily manufacture them. Uh, so they design different types of items, and they can use third-party manufacturers to manufacture these clothes. They create the the initial design pattern. But us as a consumer can change the type of fabric. They, we can change the print from different printing uh, 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 options that we have. But most importantly, we will change the size of the item to fit us perfectly. So if we have a bit of a belly, if we have wider shoulder or, 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 or different, different length of arms, we can change the item to fit us as we wanted it to be. So maybe we'd like this running shirt more loose or we'd like this dress shirt more tight because that's how we, we, we like it to be. So we can create this item based on how the designer wants, but to fit us perfectly. So we can have uh, many designers that works with third-party manufacturers that manufacture on demand the design that they've done with our alteration as consumers. And that's kind of a method of working. This is how uh, garment industry will, will be in the very near future. Yeah, I can, I can see it for garment. And, and in a couple of minutes, maybe we'll get into a couple of other uh, examples of potential industries. We'll, let's stay on garment for a couple of minutes. I just can't help but think that, it, you know, that the, the designer and the manufacturer are, are something that happens ahead of the inventory building process that, that's required by department stores and retailers. So I just wonder in the future, as these kinds of technologies uh, become more popular, will department stores and retailers where people walk in and pick up things off the rack uh, be less important? Oh, well, um, one, one great example is uh, IKEA. IKEA now has moved to a smaller stores where it's just a showroom. You come in the store, you, you see what you want to buy, you cannot pick up. So um, it's all being sent to your house after you order it. So there is no inventory. Um, and we can see some of these stores when you walk in New York, some of these stores is only showroom. There is no inventory in the store. You see this, the, the garments in the store, you pay in the store, but it's being shipped to your house after you pay for it. So there's no inventory. There's no stock. Now imagine that on-demand manufacturing. So even you, you want to walk in a store, you want to walk in a shopping mall, you want to feel the garment, you want to feel uh, the, the experience of being in a shopping mall and see the garment. So you can do that, but all the manufacturing will be based on uh, your exact measurement and how do you want the garment to be. I, I find this so fascinating because, uh, you know, what, what this says to me is that companies are looking for ways of reducing, number one, their, their retail footprint, because those IKEA stores are giant. It, it takes, uh, it's a lot of rent to rent those giant stores. 
and and then they centralize their inventory. There still is inventory, but they're centralizing it in uh, in these big warehouses in different parts of the country. These distribution centers, probably. And, and then a day or two later, you get your material. And truthfully, for consumers, that's not really that bad either, because getting those big boxes home is not always easy in people's cars if, if they don't have the right size big car, right? Right. So right. Uh, this, this makes a great amount of sense to me. What other industries uh, does this apply to? So uh, IKEA is another great example. Fashion is a great example. What, what are other examples of of industries where production on demand or somehow there's a reduction of inventory uh, happening. What are, do you have any ideas about that? So today we are working, uh, my son is working on the retail side, we're working on two industries. One is the fashion and the second one is the DIY. Where the DIY is exactly the same issue. You need to measure things in order to fit your house or your room or your office, right? You need to measure the, 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 uh, the, the wall in order to know which task will fit your wall. Um, so it's this, it's the, this exactly the same thing. And today, even in DIY, you can produce on demand uh, based on uh, your requirements. The third industry that we're working on is logistics. And logistics is a bit different, but again, it's, uh, it's, uh, it needs sizing, it needs uh, volume. And uh, in order to manage the shelves and the trucks and everything, it will, they need to measure. And uh, my size is, is in that as well, but that's less on demand. So let's talk about the technology that you use, because we recently had somebody on the show that did um, human imaging, and, and, and they, they, they mostly were an application for health. Uh, seems like this is probably similar. You're using the mobile phone and the camera, so that, that maybe is where it stops. But, you know, tell us about how the technology works. Uh, you know, I, I mean, people are measuring their bodies. That's kind of private. You know, how do you keep their privacy private and whatever they need to feel comfortable to use these sort of tools? Right. So um, we're not using the camera to measure. Uh, so one of the things that we've uh, we've taken it as a different route is uh, to use the mobile phone sensors. So if you think about in every mobile phone that we have, that we hold today, there, is, there are two crucial sensors that we're using it day to day. They are the gyro sensors and the accelerometer. Uh, that, that's the sensor that exists today. It's being used when we move the phone, when we want to play around with it, that those two sensors comes into play, and and, and, and that with that that that's called the accelerometer. Is that what you said? Accelerometer, yes. Yeah. Accelerometer from acceleration and gyro. These are two sensors that exist inside every almost every mobile phones out there. We took these these two sensors and with an algorithm we've developed, we know to measure the distance the phone is traveling just by moving it. So, for example, we'll give you an example. If you want to measure your height. You take your mobile phone, put it on the floor next to your feet, and then pick it up, put it on your head. And just by moving the phone from your feet to your head, we know to measure your height because we can measure the distance the phone is traveling when you put it from your feet, from the floor on your head. Really? And that, yeah. And that's how technology works. So there's no pictures taken, complete privacy, just movement of the mobile phone. So what's what's the difference between the accelerometer and the movement of the phone and like GPS? Because both are both are like a movement related thing. So could you just differentiate those things? Right. So GPS is much less accurate than using accelerometer. GPS is usually one meter uh, uh, accuracy range. On the military GPS, you can get more accurate, but usually it's about one meter accuracy range. Obviously, you cannot buy 
uh, closes when you're doing that. But when you use <laughs> the accelerometer, yes, unless you, you, you're buying tents. Um, <laughs> but uh, using the accelerometer and the gyro, we, we, we are reaching one centimeter, less than one centimeter's accuracy range uh, for you, when you measure your body. So that's you can reach for measure for buying uh, off the rack or uh, even uh, ready to wear garments. Um, you can you can measure yourself and get accurate enough for lingerie, for swimwear, for denim, for workwear, for kids wear. Everything we're doing today in this technology, our technology is already installed in so many different retailers that they are using our technology, and that's the main difference: accuracy. So. Um... It seems it seems like uh, let's let's assume you have brilliant perfect technology. It seems like the the fly in the ointment. The problem could be the consumer makes a mistake and doesn't measure themselves just right. Is it sort of self correcting, or I right. mean, what if somebody just doesn't follow the instructions? And let's be fair, a lot of people don't follow instructions all that great. Uh, how how do you compensate for that? Absolutely. So um, <laughs> so we, we've we've done so many uh, pilots and so many uh, uh, tests with different uh, user groups, um, and our technology today try to understand. First, we have tutorials, so we guide the users user how to do it. Uh, and second, we always um, uh, follow our our algorithm, try to understand the problems of the user, and if he sense there is an issue. So we ask him to remeasure himself, or um, uh, we're doing, uh, we are canceling the the measurement. So we ask him to measure himself. But the thing is, make it as simple as possible, because our range, the, the range, especially now, has been much bigger now. Because today, uh, even uh, a 60, 70 years old man or woman are buying online to, uh, today because of COVID. So everybody's using online. So this technology needs to be from 12 years old to 60, 70 years old to be able to measure themselves because our technology today is in, in school uniforms um, to, to measure your kids and, and order, them, order them school uniforms to match them, especially kids. They are growing every, every year or even less than that. And they're changing uh, 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 frequently. So it, it for uniforms, for workwear, for sportswear, uh, lingerie, swimwear, it needs to be very accurate there. So all this is is becoming uh, use, is, is using our technology, and this needs to be very user friendly. And that's part of the business that we do: the UX and the UI of uh, understanding and getting users on board. This is a crucial part of uh, of our solution. This is. Uh... This is quite extraordinary. Uh, how, where, where did this come from? Who had this idea and how did it get started? Um, so the idea is mine. Uh, I've started it back in 2013. Was, was there a certain problem that you had that this this that you realized that you needed to have this solution? Yes, it was my kid. Uh, I'm, I'm not a big online uh, buying fan. I, lo- I I love to buy in shops. So, uh, but my kid back then, it was uh, we bought uh, an NBA suits for him, and because we're staying in Israel, so everything should be uh, we bought online on NBA stores and stuff like that, and we ordered online, of course. And the shipment back then was you need to pay for the shipment, and of course, if you need to return it, of course, again. Uh, and then we've uh, we we ordered sometimes from Under Armour, Nike depends on 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 the team. And then sizes were different, and then it didn't fit. And then I got upset, and then the kid got upset. 
And then we didn't send it back because sending it back was sometimes even more costly than the suit itself. <laughs> so we, we gave it up for friends or for family. And I said, guys, something is wrong in this industry. Something is wrong in this, all this process. We need to fix it. And then my size ID came, uh, uh, came to mind. My size came, uh, came about. Um, and we, we, we took it, uh, we started it uh, the, the, on, 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 on the idea. Uh, we created IP. Today, we have several patents. It took us about five years to make this technology work. Uh, the, the company established in 2014, and only in 2019, we start selling. Um, but from day one, we took this company public. So it was a public company from day one. Um, uh, and uh, today we are traded both in Tel Aviv and in NASDAQ. And we start selling the product in 2019. So where'd where the, um, you know, why, why'd, you go, why'd you go public so early? I mean, I mean, the company wasn't even fully formed. I mean, why? Why? I'm just just wondering wondering what your uh, logic was. Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. Um, so uh, when we went to VCs, um, they uh, because it was it wasn't any product. There wasn't any. There weren't any customers. Of course, no revenues for sure. Um, so um, it was uh, the percentage that they wanted. To uh, to take from the company in order to give any some some sort of funds was 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 crazy it was really it was really uh, obscene and um, they didn't believe that this technology can actually work they didn't believe that the use of sensors uh, we can measure distance uh, by just moving the phone without taking pictures and uh, they didn't believe that can actually work so uh, the amount of money that they're willing to give was very small. And the amount of percentage they want to take from the company was very high, so we said this 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 will not work. And and then uh, we we've, we've decided to go uh, public, and uh, I bought a shell back in 2014, and uh, the rest is history. So you sort of did like a little mini spac before spacs were popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you, can, yeah. you can look at it like this as well. Yeah. So, uh, so tell us what the business model is. So, you know, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, middle-sized company executives don't really know how the whole startup business works. Uh, you come up with an idea, all of a sudden, money starts flowing. You got a public company now. You bought a shell. You, you know, I mean, it's sort of like financial magic to a lot of people. So now you got the shell. You got stock that's trading, probably not uh, robustly trading, but it's but it's moving a little bit. And and then now you have to demonstrate you've got a business model once the technology is in place. So who actually buys this? Consumers are the users, but they're not the buyers. That's right. So consumers get it for free. Uh, who's buying this technology? We are licensing it to the retailers. So the, our, our biggest customer is the retailer, and he's, he's, the, he's the one that actually has the problem. He has the issue. He's, he's suffering from the returns. He's suffering from from a, uh, a, a, a big, uh, a very small numbers of conversion in, in his website and his own offline stores as well. So we license the technology to, to the retailer and uh, we integrate it through his website or through his offline stores. So today we are offering our solution both online and offline. Um, and uh, the retailers pay for every time their consumers are using our size recommendation uh, button or the widget. So, so, so just just under just understand. So uh, you go to a retailer, and this is not custom clothing. This is just 
clothing that's like off the shelf, but just to see what size you need to wear, right? That's right. That's right. Okay. So the and and, and the goal is to reduce returns and, and and other kinds of customer service problems that people have if they don't get the right size. Does this apply for shoes also or only for clothing? For shoes as well, yes. Okay. So because that's also people are buying two and three pairs of shoes and they're returning the the, the remainder pairs, whatever they don't want. Um, do they download the app from the uh, retailer's website? So um, when uh, when they log in to the retailer's website, they can download the app from the retailer website. They can use the uh, what we call the instant app or the web app uh, from the retailer website. So everything is being done from the retailer website. My size is completely behind the scenes. Sometimes we integrate it directly on the white label of the retailer. So, for example, if you go to Levi's, um, and you want to get your 501 denim and you want to understand what size you are, you're using our solution to get your, uh, uh, your size of, of, of denim. So you're using our, our technology to measure you up and then we predict your sizing and we give you a size recommendation on what uh, length and width of uh, a 501 denim Levi's you need uh, to match you up. So let's say that I... I go to Levi and I want to get some uh, some clothing and I download the little uh, hit the widget or download the app or whatever happens. Uh, and then uh, two weeks later, I go to Gap and they've got a little widget. Uh, do I have to download it again? Or no, I, no your information is saved. So your information okay. is saved, whether uh, privately, anonymously, or if you uh, decided to log in and then you save your information with your credentials. So how do you know how do you know who to charge? Because they you're saying that they pay by use. So do you charge Levi if I go to Gap? Is is or do you have a way of knowing that that I'm using it this time for Gap and that time for Levi? So yes, we know all this. We, we know your method. We know your way of buying. So we know when you enter Levi's Levi, we know you used our solution on Levi website. So we know to charge Levi on your usage in Levi. And when you go to Gap. We know to charge Gap for the same user that moved between Levi and Gap. So there's so there's no like uh, centralized profile that all the companies can pull from. I have to take the measurements separately each time. I don't know. There is a centralized profile that when you as a consumer you own the profile. So the, the, the your profile belongs to you. We use your profile as my size ID when you travel between retailers that we work with. So when you uh, create your profile, you create it once. That's it. We are doing the licenses with different retailers, and you use your profile when you log in to each and every uh, retailer. But you use your profile and you move it around between retailers you want to share them with. So the so the retailers are. Are paying for access to the profiles is what's how every right. time they access the profile it's not when they download the app it's the, the the app is not unique to them it's to access the profile that the consumer sets up that that makes good sense that's right sometimes the app is unique to them but they're still using uh, uh shared profiles so this this sounds a lot more sophisticated than uh, than some of the tools that amazon has or some other companies uh, how, how does it compare so uh, it compares first of from the technology uh, side. So we're using the sensors and we have patents on that, on, on that of using the sensors to measure distance. And that's, uh, that's one side of, uh, of, of a difference uh, what my size is doing. The other one is that we are multi-brands. So 
we don't have one brand that we're working with like Amazon that you can buy only through Amazon. Um, our business model can start from very small retailers from $49 a month and can go up to a very large retailers for, for, for a couple of thousands of, of, of dollars per month uh, based on the usage. We have many different features. For example, you can onboard your entire family or you can onboard your friends as well. So you can share your profile with your friends and your family. They can buy things for you without knowing your actual chess circumference or your hip circumference, but just to share the, the ID. Because it's a multi-brand, because we're working with so many brands and so many retailers. So the nice thing about it, it's, um, it's, 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 it's not uh, uh, one brand. It's not one retailer. It's, uh, it can go... Different countries, we have uh, today uh, uh, clients uh, from Middle East, Middle East to Europe, uh, to Russia. Um, so you can use many retailers and we know body shapes. We understand body shapes and we understand users' behavior. So do the, uh, do the companies have to uh, set up an advanced licensing agreement with you or is there a way them, for them to just tap into it and pay as they go? So they can tap into it and pay as they go. Uh, we are today, we are partners with uh, Shopify and with Wix and with uh, WooCommerce and with Magento. These are different e-commerce platforms that uh, retailers can, uh, when they're plugging in their website and they're using those platforms to maintain the website, they can just plug in our, our, our solution, use it, and then continue on. Um, uh, but there is uh, a certain onboarding. Um, today, we are supporting about 400 different brands on our system. And uh, if the brand is supported, so you can get immediate size recommendation uh, for any garment that you want. So you can use it as, as, as you want. But if you are uh, a designer that just started, you need to upload your size charts into the system. So we, we understand your garments. We know your garment. We know the size of your garment. So we can do the correct matchmaking and uh, uh, we oversee that as well. So we give a full solution to the retailer. So if you're an existing retailer or you're selling something from an existing brand, you can tap and go. But if you're a new one and you have your own clothes, you need to uh, do an onboarding on our system so we can support you. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So are you guys making any money? I mean, it seems like you guys are starting to really get some traction. So we just started, yes. We started uh, 2019. As I said, we start selling, but then COVID came. Um, uh, some, some will think that COVID is very good for us, but uh, it's not really the case because when COVID hits, all the retailer got shrank in terms of manpower, in terms of, of, of new technology onboarding. Um, so they were very focused in, in maintaining the business and keep selling and cutting down uh, extra force that was not, not needed. Uh, so we, as an extra service, uh, we were cut down as well. So COVID was not really good for us, but uh, what happened after COVID was great for us because then retailers and brands understood that online is here and is here big time. And uh, you need to have those digital tools in order to help your customers get on board as soon as possible and have their confidence level even higher. And if you don't do that, probably you suffer from very high returns, which was very costly, and you're going to lose a lot of customers. So then we start getting a lot of uh, traction, and now we can see about 800% increase in the usage of our engine and uh, uh, the uploading and uh, onboarding of new retailers. So after COVID, uh, it's good for us. The industry understood 
that they need to uh, push the digital process much much sooner than they thought, and uh, we can see it in the in their in the reporting of of, uh, of tier one customers like uh, retailers like Nike, if they exceeded the uh, online business in about thirty percent in less than a year, Adidas the same, and many others. So so far, so your your entry point is really uh, helping uh, these retailers to sell the right size the first time. But in the future, you really see that this is going to be kind of a production on demand kind of a tool, and that that's that's going to have a revolutionary impact on on, on industries. I, I I just have to imagine it's going to change the shape and the the way that uh, that all kinds of uh, retail happens. I mean, I think you guys. I mean, you know, listen, this show is about the inside track, and I think that you've just given us is the inside track and even better as a peek at the future, the best, smartest and fastest way to, you know, help these retailers to get their job done. And you're providing them with assistance doing that. But I also think that there's a real peak at the future here because what you're doing is really leading edge. I think that's, uh, that's where the, this industry needs to go. And we owe it to our planet that we work, that, that, that we're living on. And I think even financially, there is no other way. Because the small retailers and these small retailers, these small designers, that it's so easy for them to build an online store and start selling globally. Uh, today, logistics is so easy. You can ship whenever you want in the planet. That was not existing five years ago, but you need to support it as well from the logistics. You need to support it as well from the manufacturing and sizing and understanding who your customer is, is a crucial point in this, uh, uh, in this process. And uh, my size AD is playing now a role in in penetrating, and uh, the role will just uh, increase and uh, bring much more uh, uh, solutions and uh, and offers to those retailers. Well, the thing is that if any of these uh, early stage designers want to control their brand, they can't. The part they can't afford is the inventory. I mean, they can afford a design, they can afford to make a prototype, but they can't make inventory. And, right. and so that's really kind of what's kept it in the purview of large companies. But again, these tools uh, make more nimble companies uh, more successful. And, and I hate to say it, but these big companies, the way it's been happening for the last 100 years or so, uh, is really, it's been diminishing fast. And a tool like this is going to make it happen, uh, you know, even faster. So, uh, Ronan, thank you so much for sharing and being on the show and uh, you know, giving us the inside track on what the future looks like and, and what you guys are contributing to uh, to the fashion industry and, and production and on demand in general. I mean, it's uh, it's really heart, heartwarming to see what you're doing. Thank you very much. And again, thank you very much for having having me on the show, um, having fun and uh, good luck. Thanks. Hey, well, uh, thank you and good luck with your uh, good luck with your company and, uh, you know, and just keep it uh, keep it going. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Profit from the Inside with Joel Block. For more insights and to learn more, visit joelblock.com. How about a shout out and a huge thanks to our podcast show producer, David Wolf, and the team at Autovita Studios. Profit from the Inside wouldn't be possible without these wonderful professionals. To learn more or to find out how you can launch and produce your own podcast show, reach out to www.audivita.com. That's A-U-D-I-V-I-T-A.com. Produced by Audivita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.